0: This is a sound purchase podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. Except for episodes like this, where we don't. Episode 19. The top 10 new metal albums. Because why not? All right, well, top 10 new metal albums. It's what we've decided to do. We were supposed to be speaking to Mr. Danny Brooks of Mohit Today, fortunately due to reasons. That's not happening. That's being pushed back to possibly next week, maybe the week after. It will happen one day, we promise. So yeah, we kind of like, we we're in a blind panic yesterday, going, kind of like, oh my God, top 10 smooth jazz and yacht rock albums, which we might still do. You know, if we're going to do things like yacht rock, I'm probably going to have to get Chloe to sit in for me because... uh <laughs> He knows a lot more about Yacht Rock than I do. I listened to the Doobie Brothers once, and I've seen the series. So, and some would say that's all you need to know.
1: Mm, yeah, possibly. We've come on to new metal mainly because that would be one of your genres of choice,
0: right? I mean, yeah, I used to be a big old new metal, new metal boy mm. back in the day when new metal existed. Old metal now, really. We've got to think yeah. of some it's almost kind as old as I am. Way
1: to, to spell it. So that it's like new or old metal, but old like a u l d.
0: Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or ye oldy metal.
1: Ye old, yeah, new metal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is a bit of a splitting hairs genre where it seems to cause a massive divide in people. You either love it yeah. or you absolutely hate it.
0: None of the bands who are classed as new metal like being lumped in as a new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They all hate it. Yeah,
1: but tough because they're <laughs> new metal, so yeah.
0: Tough, yeah. You, yeah. you are or you definitely were at, at the albums that we're going to be talking about.
1: Absolutely. And I guess we were at completely the right age.
0: Oh, yeah. like yeah. To, to ride that wave growing up, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say we were probably at the... Te- Probably kind of towards the tail end of the right age. I think anyone who's kind of hmm. from about mid-80s onwards, probably.
1: But, yeah, but in well, terms of uh, in terms of being up, able to course. access it in the charts and stuff like that, this was oh, God, really yeah. influential yeah, yeah. on what we were listening to at the time.
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Listen to the albums that uh, we're about to recommend, and you'll see why. Because yeah. they're all Stone Cold Killers, absolute bangers. Stefan's just picked Linkin Park for everyone. I, I don't even need to wait for him to say what he's done. But uh,
1: <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna well, guess
0: he's just picked. I'm gonna guess there's at least two Linkin Park albums.
1: No, there's only one. There is only one. There is oh. only one. I I, I had wonder quite which a, one. <laughs> yeah, I had quite a um, quite a tough time actually deciding on albums because even though new metal is, I could say, really influential in our Childhood in in us growing up through the noughties there's kind of only really a couple of bands.
0: Well, uh, kind of, and there was a lot of singles as well. It was a lot of you exactly. know what was on Kerrang, and yeah. then yeah, yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of get into those singles. So like, so realistically, the best new metal album in the world ever is probably Kerrang one or Kerrang two. Let's be yeah. honest here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the compilations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had uh, <laughs> we had Channel Z wired up in, in NZ, so that was pretty much the same thing. All I mean, yeah. I could probably name some of the artists on there and they would have been on Kerrang too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably. All right. New metal then. So new metal. It was like old metal, but it incorporated elements of uh rap and funk and and hip hop. And it was you know, more fun, basically, than traditional metal. Because Traditional metal, very serious. Yeah. Everyone has to stand very still at the concerts um, to appreciate the music, the technicality that's going on.
1: Or there's, like, massive mosh pits.
0: Yeah, or, or it's the other way around and yeah. it's too much fun going on, you know, and there's too much hair and glitter and lasers and, uh, you know.
1: Or there's I'm some... I'm not
0: about that.
1: I'm not sure that there was a St. Angus there.
0: I didn't hear that. Yeah. There's too much, yeah. There's too much Lars. Lars yeah. is just there yeah. at every metal show, um, with his snare drum, just trying to throw the yeah, band yeah, off, basically. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> did uh, Did you see the clip of Metallica playing? Well, sorry, Metallica. Did you see the clip of them playing in Russia to like five hundred thousand people or a million people or something? Oh, yeah, that. yeah, like Russia, was, obviously, hey, but. Yeah, but they were the like the one of the fans. It was them and AC/DC playing Acid Festival, one of the first Western bands get into Russia.
0: But was this when the Soviet Union was still a thing, or, or after? Uh, it no, this was after
1: up? the Black Album. Like,
0: okay, so yeah,
1: but seriously, so
0: at the height of look, their powers, yeah, basically, have
1: a look at that crowd. Oh my God! Yeah. Boy.
0: We're not here to talk about that though. New metal, new no, metal. No, no, new um, metal. That so is really albums. old metal. Well, I mean, Crash was kind of probably was a big inspiration for a lot of new metal as well. Was the that was probably the the metal side of things more of an inspiration? Yeah. Than say your blues metal like Sabbath. Mm. Yeah. So should I go first?
1: Well, I'd what? clarify something here, Jake. Yeah. I like you. Probably hastily was googling new metal bands last night to try and yeah, come no, up with my list. I,
0: I, I legitimately didn't have to Google one of these <laughs> other than to get a little bit of info on them.
1: Well, I, I figured that I, I don't want to go necessarily with the, the obvious obvious because you've probably gone with some of the obvious. Or so like, for instance, you say, I know that you've got Linkin Park in there. I know that you've got corn.
0: I, it's, yeah, yeah. it's impossible, how, you know? Look, I just know how can that you've you got not? Corn. Yeah. How can you not have corn in there? You talked about new metal. They basically invented new metal. Yeah, but I was never
1: the biggest fan of corn. Like I, I just never gave them much of a chance.
0: That's fair enough.
1: For me, growing up, it was like corn, Nickelback, corn, Nickelback. <laughs> you know what oh. I chose?
0: Paulie. Yeah, you chose Paulie. You <laughs> chose
1: Paulie. I watched that the other day.
0: Oh, was that uh, in commemoration? A little bit, yeah. In memory. I've been hearing
1: about, obviously, Sean Connery. He passed away about two weeks ago now. And so everybody's been sharing and everybody's been talking about Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. And I was saying, I haven't seen that for ages. I watched it. It was good. mm, A
0: bit dated. I was um, tempted to buy Zardoz, uh, which I don't know if you know of Zardoz, but it was the first film he did after quitting Bond, I think. Right. Look up Sean Connery Zardoz. Do it now. There's a very important the weird if
1: you, kind of mankini thing.
0: Yeah, the, the, the leather bandolier or yeah. the PVC bandolier. Sorry, not leather, PVC. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. I've um, seen I've
1: seen film. that pho- that photo many times.
0: Yeah, the film itself. My dreams. <laughs> film itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, I, I want to clarify something, Jake. I'm sorry. I want to clarify something. Yeah, because through my extensive, extensive like one page googling of new metal. I was getting a lot of people like Kerrang themselves were claiming people like Alien Ant Farm as new metal and that got me very excited, don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I would class them as new metal. Depends.
0: Some of it was, some of it wasn't.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, they they weren't consistently new metal. Actually, one of the, acts, uh, one of the albums I've picked, I, I was kind of like borderline.
1: I've got one of those and I hope it's not the same one that you picked.
0: Uh, I don't think it will be, hopefully. Because I
1: had two, and I reckon you've picked one of them. Let's let's okay. dive into it, Jake. We're taking up too much let's time Let's dive in. Here. Let's,
0: yeah. We're overthinking this. Uh, mm. Let's go straight in. I will start, and I'm going to start with, uh, with an obvious one. It is Slipknot. It's Iowa, their second album from 2001. Still, I think, their best album. Certainly my favourite, one of theirs. Just unrelentingly heavy, brutal, and it's just nothing better than... Cranking the, cranking your speakers or headphones, putting this on and just like yes, yeah. yes, and just fucking going nuts. Nothing more to say. It's fucking brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw Slipknot live in two thousand oh, and five. Oh, it rhymes Oh,
0: and was that the third album by that point? Maybe fourth, four, third. No, I think
1: they or might was have you? just been releasing the third one, maybe. But they were they were brutal. I was with my lovely yeah. mum and dad at the time. And obviously they were a bit put ah. off by the clown mask, but they were just blown away by the actual performance. You know, we had the percussionists mm. out the front. And it was I was I was aware of them again only because of the New Zealand equivalent to Kerrang Two, where <laughs> I'd heard I think spit it out first. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then i spit it out a great track. Oh, it was an amazing track. And then slowly, you know, their other tracks were starting to seep through on other compilations. And I was aware of them. Yeah. So I was quite keen to see them. We will yes, talk I mean, about that performance and that general festival day quite a bit today. I think they, they pop up quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. But I mean,
1: this. Awesome.
0: I mean, it was a toss up between this one or their first one. I could be their first one was a lot more new metal because it featured more. Rapping and mm. the DJ that was much more prominent with the turntables and samples and things like that. But it's not saying, you know, there wasn't that in the second album. It's just they went a little bit more brash, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. still, great album. I think I think Left Behind was the, was the first Slipknots I ever heard. Um, once again, through Old mm. Kerrang,
1: mm-hmm. possibly
0: MTV, just being like, what's this? Amazing,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke
0: went to go see them on the on the Iowa tour.
1: Actually. Oh wow, blew them away. But it was the kind of thing. My parents said the same thing that one song was absolutely mind blowing, but they didn't have anything to top it after that one song. <laughs> kind of thing, like performance-wise, because it was just the same thing again and again and again.
0: Oh, did Joey not do the thing where the drum riser would go up and start spinning round and hit? he was bolted and strapped in oh yeah it, I don't think so and it would start rotating and uh, this oh, is man.
1: a this is a little festival set they may have only had like 45 or an hour
0: oh fair they oh they weren't headlining hightail
1: it off the stage because System of a Down were coming on <laughs> <laughs> ah
0: yeah. fair yeah fair enough yeah.
1: and then System that of a Down had to weird. hightail it because the Beastie Boys were coming
0: on. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong don't get me wrong if, if Sit not on System on Down are going to be coming off for anyone yes absolutely Beastie yeah. Boys yeah. who wouldn't want to you know open for Beastie Boys but up before System that's it I suppose Mesmerise would have just come out long
1: yeah it was literally in between Mesmerise and Heptise Mesmerise and
0: Hepatitis. so they were once again yeah. at the height of their powers absolutely that was they were huge
1: they? I was I was um, actually going to include them on my list they came up on every list of new metal and I was in Well would They're not. I, would, I just wouldn't class them as new metal. Uh,
0: those albums weren't, but I'd say... wait, it, They weren't the... Um, you know, they didn't have a DJ or anything like that or they didn't do you know, any of the funk elements. But I'd still say, like especially the um, first two albums, I'd, mm. I'd still class as new metal. But... Yeah, I can see why you wouldn't. Absolutely, yeah. I can see why. You wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll possibly talk about them later. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's that's album one, Iowa, Slipknot.
1: Then I am going to go for... I like to throw mine around. I don't put mine in order, and I try and go off what you're saying. Okay.
0: Hmm.
1: My My first choice here... And I'm fully expecting you to just boo me and chuck me out. POD's satellite.
0: I am going to boo you and chuck you <laughs> out. I hate POD. <laughs> oh come on! I, I could just never get. I could just never get into them. Uh, once again, if I'd listened to an album, I might have really liked it. But just from what I'd heard on, once again, crank TV, maybe even Scuzz just didn't do anything for me from what I'd
1: heard. Well, they had I'm, I'm three afraid. fairly inescapable hits on the album. Boom, which was absolutely massive. And if I was ever going to be heading towards the four-corner circle, that would definitely be my hype song. Huh. That oh. would have to be my WWE hype song. Fair enough. I, and I'm, I'm almost certain that it has been someone's WWE hype song.
0: Oh, there was so much new metal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Alive was a really great song. I mean, it's no Pearl Jam alive, but still alive. It was overplayed.
0: Yeah, I never got onto that big onto that one. I think the other one I think I remember was Youth of the Nation. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I
1: didn't like that one so much.
0: I think that might have been the first one, the first one of their songs I ever heard. And I was just a bit like I kind of tainted it for the, the rest mm. of it, maybe. No. Yeah.
1: The record was released on 9-11-2001. <laughs> what a day. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: That's uh. But despite that, it still actually
1: managed to sell really, really well. The album is so angry, yet it has moments of purity and beauty. Unfortunately, this seems to have been the peak of POD's power. They're still releasing music and were touring pre-COVID. Notable songs from this album. Boom, Alive, Youth of the Nation, and Set It Off. Very, very powerful kind of deep, deep lyrics. Some of it gets a little bit Christian. They've definitely got a message across this album.
0: And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's decent, man.
1: It's, it's not a bad album.
0: I'll, I'll give it another try. Not, not right now, but right. I, I will give it another try at some yeah. point um, and see, see what I think.
1: Well, over to you.
0: But I think this is another obvious one. But it is a really good album, so it's got to go on the list. Science, Incubus. It's got to go on there. How can it not? Yeah, I'm,
1: no it's no complaints like, over here.
0: It's an amazing album, and it ticks all the boxes, you know. It's it's pretty much like... Them. It spans about six different genres, you know. Yep. <laughs> it's got, like, all your funk. You've got your electronica in there. You've got, like... heavy use of sampling and... Like that. Amazing, amazing bass playing. Um, I can't remember who the bass player was at that point Burke in time. Dirk Lance. Lance. He's yeah. not with them anymore, is he? he left. Did he no, move after this album? No, he
1: left after Morning View.
0: After Morning View? And he
1: was replaced by, I think, Ben Kenny, who was previously in The Roots. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So Incubus all of a sudden got really funky.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think they... They had one other album after this, between that and Morning View, didn't they? So this wasn't like their last. It wasn't. This wasn't like their last proper new metal album. I think Make Yourself was. And that after was that went,
1: on my list, but that was one where I wasn't comfortable calling it new metal.
0: Yeah, because it's that's where they kind of started to turn away from it, yeah. and then by the time of Morning View, it's like, nah nah, let's just mess up we uh, just broke, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, kind of like a modern new surf rock.
0: Yeah, kind yeah. of, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Science. There's a few dub tracks on science. There's a few where I just skip them, but on the whole, and as you're listening to it, you don't have to watch Brandon Boyd take a shirt off, which is always. Which I'm, I'm is giving you some applause there. Yep. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a callback to our good friend of the show, Papa. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Which, ironically, yeah, is the only thing that I have not loaded onto the roadcaster so far. Thinking, oh, we're not going to need it. We're talking about new metal. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true though. He does take his like. He could be just doing like a one song live lounge sort of thing. <laughs> off it comes, or at the very least, yeah. unbuttoned. No, before
1: mm-hmm. the second chorus, it's got to come off. <laughs> he, he's on like a timer, like a ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I saw them this in two thousand eleven at Ali Pally. Yeah. Oh nice. They were at the absolute top of my head. I had to see Incubus.
0: Was that before they'd gotten bad? Uh,
1: no, that was kind of right on the turning point. <laughs> it's not that they not that they got bad necessarily, but they definitely kind of lost a bit of the edge.
0: They
1: and, got boring. Yeah, they just started to write kind of whingy songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas the other albums is what I what I really wanted to hear, and I, I still listen to every album, and you know, just hoping not necessarily for them to go back because I hate it when people are like, "Oh, I like your old stuff, man." But in their case, I really do like their old stuff, and I'm yeah. not a big fan of the new stuff.
0: Let's say I take "Light Grenades." I think to the last
1: one, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they this was the "If Not Now, Then When" for, or mm. something. But and that was that was following Mike Gray.
0: I definitely much preferred their yeah. funk, funk, new metal stuff. They they were less heavy than most of the bands on my list, but mm. you know, much funkier. Oh yeah, much more emphasis on the funk side.
1: Oh well, the, the Mike Einzinger, or the the guitarist, was huge mm. influence on my playing. He had like a semicircle pedal board, and I was just in awe of that growing up. I was like, oh my god.
0: That was, that was a thin thing, though, when we were uh, having the massive pedal board, probably when we were, you know, 14, 15, 16. Yeah. So I remember John Frashanti had the massive pedal board that went around him. Yeah. Uh, the other guys in the Mars Volta had a massive pedal board. Went the Mars
1: no one's ever built, like, a fully circular pedal board, have they? In terms of, like, Neil Peart, the professor, who we will talk about today, of course. He had, like, a fully circular pedal Circumference drum kit. He did, yeah. yeah. And but there's
0: not a proper. Character. No, I guess not
1: theres isn't. Is there. That'd
0: be quite a cool gimmick. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. these days you just control it with a MIDI controller, though. So, <laughs> you know, doesn't Did you see uh, Rob Scallon when he did the world's largest pedal board?
1: Uh, I've seen. On... I've seen pictures of it. I haven't seen the actual thing.
0: That's oh, worth checking out. It's quite interesting. It's not a circle, though. So, okay. but That's it could have been. It could Could've easily been.
1: have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I went to see them and I was really excited. I asked Papa, uh, who was over at the time, if he wanted to come and he said no, which kind of <laughs> <laughs> shot me down. And he said, if I wanted to go and see someone take their shirt off, I'd go to a strip club. <laughs> and I was kind of like, what, what, what do you mean? And he went, well, I guarantee you about two-thirds into the concert, this thing is going to take his shirt off. And I was there and I was just holding it, holding it, holding it, thinking like, he hasn't taken it off. It's all good. I can prove Pubba wrong. <laughs> and it was literally like an hour in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just had the sad trombone going.
0: Did they have to make a hasty retreat for the Beastie Boys as well?
1: No, no, no. Uh, no. They had a, uh, do you remember a band called James? Yeah, I
0: remember James. Yeah, they were opening I remember. up to them. I, oh, this is the thing. I remember James being a band. I couldn't tell you any no. of their songs.
1: I didn't like them, no. um, listening to them. They didn't have to make a hasty retreat. I got trapped on the tube because someone jumped in front of it. And oh, nice. They, they basically cancelled the train, but the station for Ali Pelly was like the last one on the line and there's no other lines going out, so I had hmm. to basically catch a cab across London. Oh, yeah. Nice.
0: That is the only nice. way I can get home. There, there you go. Yes, your turn.
1: Okay. Now, this is why I like to not order mine. Incubus, hugely, hugely influenced by another band coming out of LA, I'm assuming. Pretty sure it was LA. This is technically not new metal, but it's a major influence on new metal. And it definitely is like rap metal. I'm going to call it new metal. What am
0: I talking about? Insolence. they mass, hit, massive, massive hit, death threat. No, no. Ah, oh. no. who are you talking about? Rap metal from Los Angeles, you say? Yeah. Was there four of them? Is <laughs> one of them bald? Bring that shit in.
1: Rage Against the Machine by Rage Against the Machine. It's angry. It's political, but it's educated and it remains completely relevant now. Released in November
0: 1992. Also,
1: not new metal. Oh, I'm claiming it. <laughs> how, how can we not claim this? I mean, he almost has everything to do with new metal. It's got the funk element, it's got the rap element. The only thing it's missing is the scratching.
0: And the massively detuned, flicky bass.
1: I don't know. He's, he's, yeah, okay, all right. Maybe massively detuned, but he's an awesome bass player. Whilst not considered to be out and out new metal, their blend of hip hop and metal is what I believe to be the genesis of the genre. Songs like Killing in the Name of remain a hot topic and continue to get people fired up, especially those Proud Boy Trump supporters, although this is not a, polit- a, a political.
0: This is not a political podcast. This is not a a political political podcast.
1: This is not a political podcast. The thing that excites me so much with this band, this record, is the grooves that the rhythm section kind of carve out for themselves. Tim Comerford and Brad Wilkes' respective bass and drum combination has to be up there as one of the greatest of all time. Uh, You're thinking Audio Slave, you're thinking Rage Against the Machine. They are groove central. Notable tracks: Know Your Enemy, Bomb Track, Killing in the Name of, Take the Power Back. I, I mean, I granted, I know they're kind of not new metal, but by the same token, they kind of tick all the boxes,
0: really. That's fair enough.
1: Apart from, they're just about a decade too early.
0: No, oh, ninety-two that came out. Yeah. So I'm going to start with my next band. Is the band that actually started new metal, Corn, in 1993? Uh, although the album came out in '94, debut album, Corn. I was tempted just to quickly say, oh, my next band aren't really a new metal band and then say someone like Groove Armada. But then I thought, no, that's stupid. I'll just stick with Korn. Uh, so yeah, Korn. Um, debut album, Korn, very much generally thought of as being the first actual proper new metal album. Had all of the, you know, as, as similar to Rage, had all of the hallmarks, you know, that new metal would come to be associated with, including the massive down tuning with stupid things like Drop A, um, your 7th string all clickiness going on well, does that mean um, that
1: uh, the Foo Fighters can count as as new Metal with their stacked actors
0: no the production's not quite as you know up there as any of the other albums we've noted so far I was looking through I think it was the producer who did it I think it was his first proper album he did
1: oh ok basically
0: just had a lot of fun it. by the sounds it, it, it if you actually listen to to it, it it touches on some really heavy themes like drug abuse child abuse you know bullying that sort of thing Clown is apparently based on a real incident that Jonathan Davis had where he was being hassled by some skinhead and then uh, basically I think his t- manager or tour manager or someone basically came up and just laid him out hence where I guess the line Clown you ain't shit turn around get your face split comes from uh, now it's a it is the quintessential new metal album
1: I'm surprised you didn't go with Follow the Leader, though.
0: Oh, no, this is a better album, so. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> I really like Follow the Leader, but this is, I, I still think their best okay. album. Because, well, if if only because it was a lot fresher, I kind of felt like they, they kind of retrod a lot of the same ground right. after that, kind of. Still really good, but just nothing yeah. to shake it up, yeah. you know. And it's got bagpipes in it, so automatically best album.
1: And the bass player was his bass, like, stupidly
0: low. No. why well, I mean, just don't don't bother with a strap just literally lay it on the floor and hold it
1: I thought that Robert True how do he say his last name
0: I have no I idea I thought Robert but, um, the bass player of Metallica, Metallica was bad I thought Bob, Bob from Metallica I yeah. uh, yeah. really like nice.
1: okay then then I will go my next one often misclaimed to be the founders of New metal, kind of were the poster boys of new metal, chocolate starfish, and the hot dog flavored water, limp biscuit. And I love that I am yeah. so white, Jake, that I type biscuit normally, and Google corrected me.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that that is how they spell it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, embarrassing. Okay. Released in October (laughs) 2000. This album has a powerful ability to kind of instantly transport me back in time. I think I, I grew up, I listened to some of these songs, albeit the clean versions with my father. Again, on, you know, the New Zealand equivalents of Kerrang! 2 and so on. So it just takes me straight back there when I listen to My Way or Roland, any of the break stuff, Nookie even though they're not on this album. Here is a band where I actively try to not listen to the lyrics or the singing because I find the music too interesting. (laughs) But they were criminally underrated at their ability to set a mood in the verse. Everyone thinks of them being like just really heavy guitars and so on, but they had quite delicate verses. Singer Fred Durst, though, like the best frontman ever, demands your attention, and even though you, you just want to hate him, You can't help but enjoy his performance and delivery. Notable tracks. Roland. Very Air Trade Vehicle. Take a look around. Otherwise, no one is the Mission Impossible thing. My Way. Or My Generation. And I did like, there's another track, and I can't remember what it's called, but it starts with a sample of Life in the Fast Lane by by friends of the show. Hmm. The Eagles, and actually John Henley, Glenn Frey, and Joe Walsh get all the royalties to that song because of that two-second sample. Yeah.
0: But they can't get all the royalties. They must just get, like, a cut.
1: Maybe they get a cut, but...
0: No court would say that you're going to get everything because they used a small sample of yeah. the song.
1: Yeah.
0: That would be stupid, almost as stupid as saying that you can copyright the general feel or groove. <laughs> why, why not just say, you know what, we'll just copyright a key signature. Why not? You know... Asus As 2, that, that that's my be... cord now. That's my cord. If you use an Asus 2, I own it. Yeah. Have you got a Marvin Gaysting? No. Good. Don't get one because they'll, <laughs> they'll take over the podcast. <laughs> Again,
1: there's some applause for you. Wow. Jake is on a, yeah. Jake is on a rampage.
0: I hate the Marvin Gaye estate, man. Title of my autobiography coming out uh, to all good bookstores um, one day.
1: Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: But what the Marvin Gaye estate thinks.
1: Well, yeah. i
0: well, it's sell that to uh, Robin Thicke.
1: Yeah. Well, either that or I'll get it. And his, who's
0: the other one? Ed Sheeran? Was it uh, Ed Sheeran?
1: Robin Thicke and, and Pharrell Williams. No, don't.
0: no. No, no, not for that song. I mean, the other big artist that they sued was it? Oh, did they um, sue
1: Ed Sheeran as well?
0: I think so. Yeah,
1: I just remember Robin Thicke because I I always hated that song. Yet when it comes on, it's, so you can't help but just kind of sit there and have a little bop like bob yeah. to it, kind of thing. And then I was doing some research, and uh, I put the video on. So I think this was for trying to get a sting for uh, mm. for us. And I was doing, and I put this video on, and then all of a sudden, it's not the video that I thought I'd been seeing all, the, all this time. And I had to call my wife in, and I was like, have they changed this? I don't remember seeing any of this. And, of course, they're all topless, and so on. And I was like, I, I, no, I swear they yeah. were wearing clothes when I was watching this.
0: Yeah, that, that was on the bit that aired during the day.
1: Yeah.
0: Of course, why bother with any of that when you could listen to Weird Al's parody?
1: Well, wow. word, word crimes. crimes, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a that's a common feature of my English class.
0: Do you have that as a sting that you like to play in your English class?
1: Yeah, just all the time,
0: all the time. Says so
1: word crimes.
0: Yeah. There's, do, do, uh, do, do.
1: there's talk of of uh, marking happening in like, English classrooms and so on now because kids are using like digital media and so on to to do their work. Teachers are just putting in what are those funny barcode things called? QR code. The QR code, and it's like leading them to... So they're marking with basically just a QR code that leads them to a video about what they need to improve on. Genius, okay. right? Genius. You could just exactly. literally do a QR code to Weird Al. That's all my marking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's Deftones. Their two thousand release, A White Pony. They'd kind of already started to move away from new metal in their previous albums they're incorporating more elements of things like new wave and post-punk and, and shoegaze this one they started leaning even more into those elements but also sort of throwing in a lot of prog experimental art rock kind of stuff Yeah. but it was their first album to have a full-time synth slash turntable guy and it's therefore a proper new metal album but it was their last one where you could properly put in that tag to it because after yeah. that they, they kind of ditched it and went full on like Electronica, experimental, all guys. You ever listen to White Pony? <laughs> do you, do you listen to much Deftones? I've got White Pony on CD somewhere. Have you? Oh, yeah. good man. I've you ever actually it. listened to
1: it? <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean, again, what's the "I Watch You Change"?
0: <laughs> oh, um,
1: that was on Wired Up, the New Zealand crewing too. Nice. Yep. Nice. But you introduced me to Back to School, or maybe Keith did.
0: Oh, Mini Maggot. Originally, in the original cut of this album, that wasn't on the album. It was much, much slower. It was part of a song called Pink Maggot, which is like seven and a half minutes long, and it's just that kind of instrumental thing going on in the background. Right. And then they basically sped it up massively and added this cheesy song about going back to school. And it was massive. It was a really big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't realise. So when I first got this album, it wasn't on there. I was like, oh, I thought this was on this album. No. No. But it is. It is now. It, so they, they re-released it, as I said, with um, with that with that on it. It's like White Pony Deluxe or something like that. Right. But what makes it Deluxe is that it's got that extra song on it.
1: It's got the single on
0: it. It's got that single that everyone loved. That's all I've got to say. It's a great album. As I say, if you're into your experimental art rock, new metal,
1: well, I'm going to counter that one. And I'm torn because I really should counter it with the one I'm going to f- save for last. Because that would flow on really nicely. But I'm going to counter that with Blind Spot by Blind Spot. I don't think I've heard of Blind Spot. I'm not surprised, particularly, because they're from my native home of Aotearoa. And they were. Oh, is it with two
0: T's? Yeah,
1: they were absolutely massive in Malaysia for some reason. Like, absolute gore laser kind of thing. And
0: so, you, no one can figure out why. What you need to do for when you mention Malaysia, though, is you need a sting of um, Ben Affleck saying something about assassinating the president of Micronesia. Or Will Ferrell saying you need to assassinate the president of Malaysia. No? Zoolander? Don't remember Zoolander? But anyway, Blind
1: Spot was released in July 2003. This was their debut record and they were, like I say, lauded in New Zealand for their live shows and for just the overall aggressiveness. Although it was their song "Flex" spelt with a P-H, that became a huge hit in Australasia and probably led the way to the album becoming Triple Platinum. Notable songs, Mind Discrepancy. Blank and Flex it's a good album it's alright it's very aggressive
0: I mean it's your top top five new metal so I'd hope it's a good album
1: yeah
0: Yeah, well you know I I could only I could only think of three good new metal albums the rest of them shit
1: to be honest Jake (laughs) I think you really hit it on the head when you said new metal is dominated by singles
0: oh yeah hence why
1: I did suggest maybe we should just do new metal singles and you're like
0: no no, no, no! Not this time, Gal! Not this time! No! 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 No!
1: There we go. Hold on, this is a long sting. time. No!
0: No! 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 Not this time! No! fucking Way! No! Way! No! Way! No! Way! Way! You made me look alright. I talk now. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No. 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 Sorry. It's my pick now. Yeah, okay. My last one. So you said you weren't going to include this band. I definitely am going to include this band. Uh, System of a Down, Toxicity. So I thought about it and I thought, is this new, this is the only one I did have to double check. Is that new metal? Yeah. And I went to Wikipedia and it said, under the genre, it said new metal. And I was like, quids in, ka wonga. <laughs> Once again, it's just absolutely. Absolute, brilliantly good album. Uh, I was trying to think of a word and it wasn't happening. It's just really, really good. It's so good that it's good. I mean, it's, it is the least new metal thing on this on my list. Let's be honest here. It is basically just say it was straight up metal. Like, what what kind of other subgenre of metal would it fall into? Yeah, I I'd,
1: um, I'd go with some sort of like alternative metal or something like that. Alternative metal. Then we're yeah. probably getting into. That
0: alternative metal/hard rock. Yeah. Uh, I mean there's loads of great songs on it. So like the first four tracks in a row are all absolute belters. Um so there's Chop Suey, Toxicity, Aerials, which is great Shimmy is one of my favorite things to play. Just tune down to drop scenes go do 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 and a lot of people would say mesmerize. They'd be wrong.
1: Because this is their best album. I actually.
0: I um, don't.
1: I liked Hypnotize. Oh, really? Ooh. It's the most loneliest day of my life.
0: It's true. Yeah. Banana, 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 terracotta, banana, terracotta, yeah. terracotta pie. No, my, I, my cousins
1: uh, got really into them. And it was unusual because these are the same cousins that. Uh, that went to see U2 because Kanye was opening for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then all of a sudden, yeah. when I, I saw them like once a year and I'd go up for Christmas and then the next year after they saw U2, they're like, have you heard of this band called System of Down? And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they were quite un- Why are you talking about System of Down?
0: They were pretty unifying though. I mean, it, it helped that they were big on hating on Bush in a time where hating George W. Bush was really a popular thing to do.
1: Well, and also, like, in a time where everyone thought that was as low as it was going to go.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: This is not a
0: political podcast. All right, uh, your final pick.
1: Okay. Well, growing up in my kind of punk hardcore band, first band I was in, we had a drummer whose name was Tarquin. Lovely, lovely kid. We We were all about 13, 14. I think he was 10. So he was a little bit younger than us. Awesome drummer, though, like Double Kick, all of that. You know. hmm. His favourite drummer was John from System of a Down. That's who he really idolised himself off.
0: Odd choice, but...
1: I don't think he'd be idolising himself off him anymore. And again, I remind you, this is not a political podcast.
0: Now watch this drive.
1: Now watch this drive. Okay, so my final pick is the quintessential the greatest the all-time best new metal album ever
0: oh don't tell me don't tell me is it american head charge no is it is it kerrang2 the album
1: i I have a feeling we should just bank that number one by default
0: i mean it it is number one by default yeah just is well we, we both know what you're gonna say so uh i'll
1: give you bonus points if you can guess which one i went for
0: I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to think you'd have gone for the obvious choice. Hybrid theory.
1: I went for, released in March 2003, Linkin Park's Meteora.
0: was went for the the other one, okay.
1: I was 10 at the time. I I was 10 and change. And I'd just begun to play the guitar and this was influential. Hybrid Theory was also really influential, although Meteora struck me as deeper, darker and depressing. The Professor, Neil Peart, has this to say about the album within his book, Travelling Music. Despite the formulaic cynicism of modern entertainment, real, brave music could still be made and become successful. And it was obvious, even from the cover art and liner notes on Meteora, that Lincoln Park were trying to make art, not just entertainment. That's coming from the man himself, Jake. Big man. The big man. He, I mean, God wishes, chairman of God wishes he could drum like the professor.
0: That would require corporate. For real, for real,
1: for real. I, I'm. I'm just thinking now. So I'm
0: spitballing. You need to have a physical form.
1: Copyright, sound purchase. We should do a, a remake of the Crossroads movie. Except, rather than duelling with Steve Vai, Neil Peart duels with God.
0: But Neil Peart, as played by the guy who was Daniel LaRusso, the cry kid, right?
1: Oh, <laughs> what, Ralph Macchio? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But who would play God?
1: It can't really be Dave Grohl because he... He already plays the devil drummer. Yeah,
0: that's true. Does it have to Oh, it would have to be, yeah, it have to be an actual drummer. Just like it Steve be Taylor Arsene, Hawkins. Guitarist. Let's make it
1: Stuart Copeland.
0: I was going to say some sort of drum machine, but yeah, Stuart Copeland. Uh, the the 808. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You can do more than that.
1: <laughs> I was taken back with the links to Japanese culture on this album. Gundam Wing had just been started to kind of become promoted by Cartoon Network and was featured in the video of Somewhere I Belong. Sonically, this album is just amazing. It's so well produced. The guitars sound heavy. The drums are absolutely booming. Clearly, I'm not the only one, Jake. Clearly. As the album was number one worldwide and multi-platinum across the world. Notable songs and... I'm try to get this all out in one breath. Pretty much the whole album. Somewhere I belong. Faint, numb from the inside. Lying from you. Don't stay. And breaking the habit. Not a good one as well. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's, a, it's an incredible. I don't album. like Lincoln Park, so. Uh... <laughs>
1: well then, I don't like
0: you. That's fine. That's fine.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of a Sound Purchase. We're going to end That's this right. on a real downer note. Then you know maybe next week we'll do a big reunion tour
0: we to be splitting off to do our own separate podcast Stefan's going to be just to be called A Sound and I'm doing one called Purchase Stefan's just going to be talking about sounds that he hears on his day to day life and what was that I'm reviewing the, the chair squeaks and things like that and I'm going to be talking about purchases that I've made next week I'll be talking about a but increasingly like got.
1: more just little everyday purchases
0: <laughs> today yeah. I went out and I got some butter <laughs> right let's house this butter just having it as by itself nothing else Going in. Dip my finger in the butter. I'll be marking it. How well does it spread? It mm. says it's spreadable. Is it? Or is it one of those ones where when you try to spread it after it's been in the fridge, it destroys your bread? Ah. All of them. Any If it says the word spreadable, it's not spreadable. We all know it. If your butter's spreadable, you don't have to put it on the fucking package. <laughs> so, yeah, so keep an eye out, keep an ear out for my new podcast, Purchase. it's going to be short as well it's going to be like five minutes five minutes an episode
1: <laughs> I think it could be even less just like right I bought some butter
0: it's shit don't buy it bye we've come to the point in the show where we have to tell you whether or not this is a sound purchase so uh, Stefan new metal what's your uh, what's your favourite new metal song
1: no, we've got to we've got to rank them out. Of what's 10. your
0: favourite new metal song on the album that's what we normally do who would you like to hear covering what new metal song? And why is it Richard Cheese doing any of them? <laughs> is it a sound purchase? Is new metal a sound purchase? Should I no. invest all of my money into new metal?
1: No. Okay, so what we need to do, Jake, is we need to get these into a, a rank. We do. Now we know that Meteora is gonna be number one. It's okay.
0: I, I will fight you on this. I'm not having Meteora be number one because I fucking hate it. So it's not being number one. If it's your number one,
1: I've I've already I've already put. If it's your number one, I'm
0: happy for it to be the second one, but it's definitely not number one. Well, what's what's bottom of your list? I mean, technically, it probably should be Rage because they're not actually new metal.
1: Yeah, but that's an awesome album, though.
0: It's a great album, but it's not a very new metal.
1: Bottom of my list, I think I'm going to have to go Blind Spot.
0: Blind Spot. Blind Spot. Okey-dokey. For me, it's probably going to be probably Incubus.
1: Well, Blind Spot has got to go below Incubus.
0: I think we both agree number on that. Ten. Oh, I haven't heard Blind Spot. I might disagree, but um, going off what I know, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Mm. Okay, so number, so your second worst one. For me, it's probably going to be Horn. Really? Uh, I prefer the other three albums, so yes. Oh, okay. Really? I'm going to put. P.O.D. You prefer corn or P.O.D.? Well, I prefer corn. I'm imagining you probably prefer P.O.D. Um, I think
1: corn's a bit more authentic, though.
0: So you want to go P.O.D. P-O-D then, then corn. corn. Yep. Uh, who've you got for your number number three? Slap bang in the middle.
1: I'll put Limp in there. Limp- Chocolate starfish! Keep on rolling, baby!
0: <laughs> Oh, that was The Undertaker's uh, music for a bit, wasn't it, Roland? Was it? Yeah, he used that to come in on a motorbike. Yeah, yeah. Back at the worst phase of Undertaker, I think we can yeah. all agree. Right, so you're saying Limp Biscuit, I'm going to say Flipknot. And to be honest, I would take either album in either spot. How about you? What's your thoughts on this?
1: I don't know many of Iowa, like by name.
0: How strongly do you feel for Limp Bizkit?
1: Pretty apathetic about it all, apart from Meteora, to be honest.
0: Okay, so I'm going to put Slipknot afterwards, then, because I, I quite, as I said, I, I love putting on Iowa from time to time, just cranking it, kind of. Going, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you've got Rage Against the Machine, and I've got um, System of a Down and Deftones. So I'm going to put System of a Down, and then I'm going to put Rage Against the Machine because it's not new metal, but it's a fucking good album. Oh, so. so good, absolutely. <laughs> And then we've got Meat Feast Pizza and Deftones.
1: Oh, come on. I mean, that's... I would
0: go as far as to say White Pony is one of the best metal albums ever made, regardless of genre.
1: No, Meteor um, is I, better I, than White Pony. It's not. I was a bit worried with toxicity I, there for a minute. I was thinking, oh dear, that one oh, I might no, not be able to contest, but...
0: It's definitely not better than White Pony.
1: It is. 100%.
0: Definitely isn't. Oh, it is. Meat Feast Pizza is not better than White Pony.
1: Oh, come on. is ah. Wicked, man.
0: It would be if it wasn't shit. <laughs> I really don't like this album.
1: So good. I really don't like it. So good. It's so dark. It's so gruesome and mysterious. Good. Oh, but it's so good, Jake.
0: That's the problem. Yeah, but it isn't. That's, that's oh. the problem. Yes. The fact it's up, it's... I've
1: got to put my foot down here and say that Neil Peart said this is one of the most amazing albums ever.
0: Yeah, but he couldn't, you know, he didn't have any good ears. That's why he played drums. Good feel and stuff. Tone deaf though. Tone deaf.
1: You're just lucky that he's not here. He's not alive anymore. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Did you notice my tactic of like, letting you get all of your ones above mine so that I can claim this one?
0: No, no, because I put Rage Against the Machine above System for Down. Slim Biscuit, you didn't care about. Incubus, I was, if you'd said blind spot, I'd have happily gone with you because I don't know the album. Yeah. This is the only one where I, I cannot accept. <laughs> so we've got, a, we've got a, a standoff here. So a joint number one. There is no number two spot that they are both equally as good. Only Siths
1: deal in absolutes. Let's deal in an yes, absolute. Let's not- do an absolute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So there's only one way to set this. We're gonna have to get Chino Marino to fight Chester Bennett. Oh wait, no. Oh. Oh no. We'll get him. I guess Chino wins by default, doesn't he? All right. Yes. Deftones. It is. <laughs> that's- oh, I've got to go to that hell. So dark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think you have a point though. That Lincoln Park aren't really able to defend themselves.
0: Deftones still going, going strong. So Lincoln Park, just not quite as strong. I reckon Deftones would definitely beat Lincoln Park in a fight. I'm just saying.
1: I think Gino could beat most people in a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's yeah. fair. He looked pretty rough. That's, that's a fair
1: assessment. Yeah. I, I think then we've got to do it that way.
0: Uh, There's only one thing for it rock, paper, scissors. On the
1: okay, shoot,
0: cool. ready. On the shoot. We okay. go. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Ah. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. Wait. I I'm need not all weak, the so I'm not going right to two now. out of three.
1: Hold on. All the thing
0: I want it known. I do want it noted on the on the list that this only happened because of a rock, paper, scissors.
1: Sorry, I'm just... It doesn't matter in you.
0: Yeah, but it is going to be on there. It doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it's going to be on there.
1: So, there you have it, everybody. Meteora literally puts the meat in this sandwich, takes out the number one spot...
0: This Once again, if host, it was me doing this list, happy. if it was me doing this list, it would be number 10. It doesn't matter what you think!
1: Anyway, you better round this one out, Jake. Oh, uh, okay. Do you want to go through 10 to
0: 1? 10 to 1. Yeah, let's start uh, with number 4. In at number 4 <laughs> is Limp Biscuit and the Chocolate Starfish. Chocolate Sish! And the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. In at number 9 is Incubus' Science. At number eight is POD Satellite. Number ten is Blind Spot with Blind Spot. Number one, Meat Feast Pizza by Lincoln Park. As decided by Rock, Paper, Scissors. Number three, Rage Against the Machine. Why are they even on the list? Number four, it's System of a Down Toxicity. No, number three. Damn, I've lost where I was. Let's do it in the proper order. Okay. <clears throat> so. We've got to keep
1: all of that in, in the number 10. It, that, was, that was solid gold. <laughs> 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 number
0: three, why are they even I on this I won't call list? it Meat Feast, pe- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in at number 10 is Blind Spot with their album Blind Spot. In at number nine is Incubus with S.C.I.E.N.C.E. In at number eight is P.O.D. with the album Satellite. In at number... I can do maths. Number seven is corn with corn. I should have put a number next to each of these. In yeah. uh, at number six six is limp biscuit with What's the album even called?
1: Chocolate starfish.
0: And the hot dog flavored water. Thank you very much. And at number five is Slipknot's Iowa. Number four, System of a Down. Toxicity. Number three, Rage Against the Machine. Was it actually just Rage Against the Machine album you picked? I yeah. just put Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, it was Rage Against Number Two, as decided by rock, paper, scissors, is Deftones what? as White Pony, and in at number one is Lincoln Park with Meteora. So, nice. so there we have it: the top nine plus one extra new metal albums.
1: Is that is that including Def Tones? Uh,
0: Deftones? Deftones are still new metal. Yeah, this was their last new metal album. Okay, Rage Against the Machine. I mean, rap does not new metal make.
1: Rappeth maketh man.
0: No, no, we um we ran a test, turns out it doesn't. Oh. So a man has to be tranquil as a forest, but on fire within. Once you find your centre, you are sure to win. Then he starts insulting people. I'm not gonna not gonna go into that. It's quite uh, cutting, actually. Okay. Swift is a coursing river, that's it. With all the force of a great typhoon, all the strength of a raging fire, mysterious, dark side of the moon. That was absolutely beautiful, Jig. But you haven't given me a very good transition to the outro, so I'm going to do it myself. This is the end of the episode,
1: everybody. Thanks for listening. Here's Jake with the outro.
0: Okay, I'm Jake, and this was a sound purchase. I'm just hijacking this outro to say that um, White Pony is the best new metal album of all time. Um, Any statements that I made previously stating otherwise uh, were made under duress, and are in fact not representative of the true facts. Anyway, so this was a podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. This episode was lancinatingly laboured over by producer Paul Ockren. You can show your appreciation for the episode by commenting, sharing and subscribing. Each engagement makes this effort all the more worthwhile and the best way to grow this podcast is by word of mouth. Support is appreciated. Uh, check the show notes, uh, an up-to-date top 10s to list and other musings at soundpurchase.com. You can engage with us on social media under the handle sound purchase pod. You can support us by getting yourself a sound purchase t shirt mug stickers tapestry. We're working on the assless chaps we'll see by going to a and clicking on the merch store. Other episodes of a sound purchase are available at all of your favourite podcast platforms. And if you enjoyed the sounds during today's episodes, visit your local record store to pick up a copy of well, any of these new metal albums support your local business and artists.